What's up, guys? Happy Monday, and thank you for tuning in to episode three of HeroCast. What's up, guys? Welcome back for episode three. Consistency, it's happening. How are we doing? I hope everyone is well, and I hope your week treated you uh, very well. Um, we got some stuff to talk about today, so we're going to go ahead and get that on. I'm going to try and keep away from any depressing, horrible news, uh, and we're just going to go with the good old lightheartedness. Um, although the first story I'm going to talk about probably isn't the most lighthearted in the world. However, take note, Twitch streamers, please do not do what this Twitch streamer did, this Twitch streamer, this Twitch streamer did. Twitch streamer suspended after accidentally firing a real gun at his monitor. Firstly, why are you waving a gun around while you're streaming? Secondly, how do you accidentally pull the trigger on a gun? Can someone please explain that one to me? I don't particularly understand how that is even remotely possible. Why would you be messing around with a gun on stream? What is the need? What is the point? Why do you have it there? Why, why, why is it there? I don't get it. I just... I. Guys, please explain this this weird phenomenon to me of, uh, especially in America, people needing a gun. Why do you need a gun? What is the purpose of this? And most people will go, "Oh, well, it's for it's for it's for personal safety in case you know um, other people with guns decide to start shooting people with guns." Here's the thing. Ban guns so no one can get their hands on guns and then normal people who are scared of the people with guns don't need to go and buy guns. Very simple. Pretty simple idea, right? But for some reason, guns are coveted in the in the US. So here we go. But yeah, let's... Twitch streamer suspended after accidentally... Inverted commas here, guys. Accidentally firing real gun at his monitor. A professional Call of Duty streamer who brandished a gun on his stream and accidentally, again inverted commas, fired a round into his desk has been suspended from Twitch and dropped from his esports organization. Oh really? I'm not fucking surprised. Last night, during a live stream from inside his home, Call of Duty trickshot specialist and former FaZe Clan member Carl Reimer, Reimer pulled out a pistol. Cool. Well done, dude. First mistake right there. A bitch say I ain't got money, he jokingly said while holding it. Wow, bro. You're freaking cool. And open can, an open can of Coors Light beer was visible on his desk during the clip. Reimer then pulled his trigger. And to, the, and to his apparent surprise, apparent surprise, the weapon discharged around. He's now been suspended on Twitch. Good. I hope they don't let him back. The round did not harm anyone, but it did perforate a nearby container of G Fuel, a powdered energy formula marketed to gamers. God damn, Reimer, Reimer, whatever his name is, said immediately afterward, what the fuck, I swear to God, I just emptied the mag. 
I just can't get my head around this, guys. It makes zero sense. Just stupid. Why have you got a gun out on your fucking stream? Come on, man. Um, apparently the guy made a apology video, as most people do. Um, which is you know commonplace now for anyone that does anything utterly stupid on their stream they make an apology video and cry about it um in the hope that people are going to feel sorry for them and they're going to think that it's okay um and apparently he said on his video here i made my biggest mistake of my entire life last night and it could ruin my life maybe he said in the twitter video I could have hurt somebody, I could have hurt myself, I could have hurt one of my animals, and that's unforgivable. I've had that gun for two years, and all it takes is two seconds of stupid to ruin everything, to ruin somebody else, to ruin yourself. Don't do what I did. On YouTube, he said that he was clearly intoxicated when it happened. Even worse, why are you holding the gun while you're drunk? He then proceeded to show viewers a metal cup that he said the round passed through en route to a monitor on the desk next to him, which he said was also broken as a result. Really? Weird, weird enough considering you shot it. He went on to say that he's not sure how long his Twitch suspension will last yet, hopefully permanently, but that is that if it's permanent, his bank account's going to be hurting. Oh, that's a real shame. You fucking shot a gun on your stream stupidly and now you're worried that people might not want to watch you and twitch might ban you for you ban you completely i hope they do while he has over 800,000 youtube subscribers he said he stopped making enough from youtube to pay the bills a while ago well i guess you're gonna have to go and get another job he also thanked Saw for doing what they needed to do in dropping him and apologized profusely. I just made such a stupid, stupid mistake, he said. All I can say is that I'm sorry and I deserve everything, everything bit of backlash. Honestly, this apology here is what everyone does when they, um, when they do something stupid on Twitch or online or say something stupid on Twitter or, or, or something like that. This is the standard... I fucked up. I need to make sure that people still come and watch me or I'm allowed back on the platform that may have banned me. Video. I don't think there's any excuse for this. Honestly. Honestly, I I, I, I see no excuse in this one at all. Why are you holding and brandishing a gun for no fucking reason? What is the point of it? It doesn't make any sense, dude. Don't get a gun out on your stream don't get a gun out for any reason unless it's a matter of life and death unless you're on the front lines in the in the war in afghanistan or wherever it is and you're fighting for your life and your fellow soldiers and and all that kind of stuff don't get a gun out it's very simple don't own a gun don't buy a gun don't allow people to buy guns simple problem solved god damn this guy stupid <sighs> unbelievable unbelievable um what do you guys think what do you think do you think do you think he should be banned permanently do you think what i've said here is harsh or 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 what what do you guys let me know let me know what you think i i I'd, I'd, I'd love to hear your opinions on this one i think the guy's an idiot and i'm going to stand by that don't, don't have a gun.
you don't need it. What's the point? All right, that's enough of talking about stupidity, I guess, for the moment. Um, we're going to talk about something also interesting. Um, game streaming services. Oh, how the future has turned. How the future has come to us. How the future has arrived. Game streaming. Anyone enjoying that? Anyone enjoying their Stadia subscriptions and their 4K 60 FPS over their terrible internet connections? Yeah. Are you really enjoying that service? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Real good, right? Real good. Well, in other streaming service news, um, 2K Games is the latest publisher to remove itself from NVIDIA's uh, GeForce Now. Uh, GeForce Now launched last month, came out of beta officially, but since then, Activision Blizzard, Bethesda, Hinterland Games, now 2K, have all pulled their games from the service. Um, a lot of people are saying that this is due to greed from the publishers, that GeForce is not paying them enough money, which potentially understandable, which if that's the case, greedy, 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 greedy. And it doesn't surprise me that Activision, Blizzard, Bethesda, and 2K Games are on that list. However, I don't think streaming services are the way forward. I don't think streaming services are the way forward. And I think the only people that are doing it anywhere near well right now is Microsoft with xCloud. xCloud looks like a good service. It looks like a good deal. It works from what I have seen properly. Stadia doesn't. GeForce Now is having all these issues with people pulling. The, the idea of GeForce Now is really good. Um, you can play your existing Steam library. Um from their service so you could play elder scrolls 5 skyrim on your mobile phone if you have a geforce now subscription and you have um uh, and and you have the uh, copy of the game on on steam then you could do that obviously not anymore because bethesda pulled their games from the service but that idea was really cool, but it seems like um, everyone's pulling. Everyone is pulling from this service. And whether that's due to greed or whether NVIDIA has not set up the contract properly with these publishers or, or whatever, um, then it is kind of a shame because I do like the idea of GeForce now. However, I probably wouldn't have even looked at it for at least another year or two because I, I just don't think that streaming services are ready. Um, I don't think they're anywhere near what they need to be. Stadia is a complete and utter laughing stock. Google is going to drop it. I'm telling I am predicting this now. Google will drop Stadia very quickly. When they realize they're not making enough money out of that, which they're probably already not, that thing will get dropped so quick you won't even see it coming. Boom. Gone. That's what Google do with things that don't work, right? They did it with their social system. Gone. They've done it with other things. Just gone, gone, gone. Stadia is another one of those things. Yeah, they've put a lot of money into it, but it's Google. They have all of the money in the world. They don't need to worry about dropping something like that. Apparently there's going to be it's going to be free for everyone at some point, but the the games you have to buy the games through the Stadia service and they're more expensive 
there than they are anywhere else. It, the, the, the business plan and the business model of this is not good enough. It never will be good enough. I don't understand what is happening with these streaming services thing. I, for one, am always going to personally prefer uh, being able to download the game to my hard drive keep it on my hard drive a physical copy i picked up a physical copy of pokemon shield the other day like i like to have these things and a streaming service that i don't own the actual license to the game for even though i've paid 60 bucks for it probably let's say how much it would be on there on a stadia for a destiny 2 that's however old and doesn't actually run the dedicated 4k or whatever it was they said it was going to be doesn't run the fps keeps crashing has a tremendous lag issues because they say that oh don't worry about it it'll be great but not everyone has the best internet in the world and doesn't have access to the highest speed internet connections then you have to think that these things are not, in fact, the future, right? Not, in fact, the future. Have you guys, have any of you guys tried it? Have you, any of you guys tried Stadia or GeForce Now or xCloud? I think I know one person that's tried xCloud. They said it was pretty good. Um, I think xCloud is the model to follow. Like a Netflix sub kind of thing. Um... And Microsoft are, Microsoft are pulling right steps out of that, and I think that they're going to be doing a great job with it, but I still don't think it's ready. I don't think it's ready. Um, I, you know, it's, I just don't think it's going to be ready for a while. And even, even when it is ready, I don't know if people are going to be wanting to use it. I don't really know if I want to play Skyrim on a bus with a controller and my phone tapped to the controller. Why? I, I don't know why I would... I have a Switch. If I'm on a train and I'm going somewhere, I, I have a Switch, you know? I don't need necessarily a streaming service that I could play PUBG on my phone on the way to a meeting or, or an event or, you know, I just... I don't know. What do you guys think? Are you are you invested in the future? Do you think that game streaming services are the future or do you think that it's going to be the same as it is now? I I kind of personally prefer the way that it is now, being able to source a download or a physical copy. Cert streaming services, they just especially for games, for for TV shows and stuff like that it's not too bad because you're not investing into something that you may want to go back to all of the time and play again and again and again and again, right? But with games, they could just go, oh, we're pulling that one from the service. It's no longer available on this service. You've paid 60 bucks, but we can't have it on this service anymore, so now it's gone. You can't play that anymore. Sorry. I just, yeah, that worries me. That very much worries me, that kind of thing. So I would like to stick with the way it is now, but... um. I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see going forward what happens. Um, other news. There is a small video game coming out very soon 
on a Nintendo Switch called Animal Crossing New Horizons. Now, I don't want anyone that's listening to hate me or think that I'm a bad person or just, you know, come at me. But I have to make a big, big confession here. I have never once ever touched an Animal Crossing game. I don't even know what you do in an Animal Crossing game. I don't even know what the damn thing is. All I know is that people are going absolutely crazy because New Horizons is coming to Switch on March the 20th. Now, I'm going to need you guys to explain to me or to convince me of why I should be picking up Animal Crossing New Horizons. Now, Lady Hero has seen a trailer for this and she said, oh, that looks good. That might be something that I might play. And Lady Hero doesn't play games. So I need someone to tell me what this thing is. It looks cutesy. It looks kiddie. Other than that, it looks like there's people building things and planting things. So is this Stardew Valley? I, I don't really know. But apparently, according to this Kotaku article I'm looking at, it says Animal Crossing New Horizons will put you right to work. Uh, Animal Crossing New Horizons is a hard game to demo, but Nintendo invited someone to try to do it anyway last weekend at PAX East. So they had a big booth at PAX East um, and were showing off the game to people. Um, And apparently, I came away from my brief trip to its deserted island. So the setting is a deserted island. Impressed by how pretty everything looked and eager to continue tolling away on its beaches in its fields and its crafting bench, creating my own private getaway from the modern world. So is this game about departure? Is this game about leaving behind the worries um, and the fears of the, of the actual world that are going on right now and just diving into something completely nice and beautiful looking and just something that is so vastly different from what's going on outside of my window you know i'm not gonna write i am interested this time mainly because i have a switch um but animal crossing has never been something that i've ever looked at before but i've had so many people so many people tell me that i should be interested and i should be playing this game but why i need to know why So if you've had experience with Animal Crossing in the past, if you have had vast experience with this game in the past, you have all of the knowledge for Animal Crossing. You've played all of the games from whenever they were released. I think there was DS titles, there was Wii titles, there was probably um, Game Boy titles. I don't know how old this franchise is. If you've had the experience with these games before, then I need you guys to tell me why I should be interested and why I should be playing this game. What is it about this game that people get addicted to? What is it about this game that people love so much that it's just one of those, or it's probably one of the most anticipated titles of the entire year. You've got Cyberpunk 2077 and Animal Crossing. 
two completely polar opposites by the looks of it on the spectrum. But these are the games that people are very, very, very excited about. So tell me, comes out in 11 days. Um, there is potential that if, it, uh, if it's one of those things that people are very interested in and I should be checking out, then maybe I'll check it out on stream. Maybe I will check it out on stream. If it's that good, then uh, potentially we'll see. But um, let me know, guys. Let me know what you think, okay? I need to know. I just do. I just do. So, something that caught my eye the other day, and this is kind of crazy, but this brings me back a long time to my childhood because it was quite a while ago now. But apparently Digimon is getting a reboot. You remember Digimon, which was basically Pokemon, but kind of different? Digimon is getting a new reboot called Digimon Adventure. And it looks like it's Tai, the, the Tai and Agumon, the, the original dudes, are in this. Apparently, the new series is reboot of the Digimon franchise, wiping two decades of animated history to give fans fresh, modern tale. I don't know about you lot, but I freaking loved Digimon as a kid. Um, and apparently this new one, Digimon Adventure, is coming to Japan in on April the 5th. Um, so hopefully there will be a subbed version coming soon to, um, to us across here in the West. Uh, because I'm not going to lie, I would love to watch this. I would love to see where this goes i just i just remember coming home and cartoon network i think it was cartoon network it was back in the day it was uh dragon ball z and digimon dragon ball z digimon maybe digimon wasn't on cartoon network but it was on it was on something and i used to watch the hell out of it i used to watch the hell out of dbz the cell saga and the freezer saga specifically because that's what they showed and they would show goku doing the spirit bomb like the spirit bomb power up and the thing about dragon ball z that i remember so much is that it takes three episodes for goku to power up his um to power up his uh spirit bomb you know the the, the huge bomb and he's he's like flying above the earth and he's just holding his hands up and shaking for like three episodes in a row while everyone on the ground is going, oh my God, look at the power. Um, that's what I remember about that show. And the Digimon, I just remember it being a fun, cool little show. I used to watch Pokemon as well. What, what kid my age didn't? Um, but yeah. Um, so hopefully we find out some more news about this soon and figure out when this is coming out. But Digimon Adventure, guys, get excited. Digimon is back. Digimon is back with a brand new bag. And we're all going to love it. We're all going to watch it. And we're all going to be very, very excited about it. Um, so speaking of Digimon, this is going to introduce something that I'm going to be doing every week from now on. Uh, I am going to be talking about a particular anime that I will be watching every week. At the moment, I am going to be watching JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. And JoJo's Bizarre Adventure is something that I have been recommended a million times by a million different people and told to watch and told that it is absolutely fantastic. So I'm going to be doing that. And we're going to be having our weekly anime discussion section of the podcast. And I will be talking about the episodes I have watched of said anime every week. 
Uh, I have currently watched, I think, only two episodes of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, and I watched them a while ago. I haven't had time to watch any since. But what I remember from that show, from the beginning of it, is it's batshit crazy. Batshit crazy. And I'm okay with batshit crazy. Batshit crazy's fine. I enjoy a bit of batshit crazy. So I'm kind of excited to dive into that properly and actually start watching it regularly and um, getting into it. I need to make time for it. I need to make time to be able to do these things. But now that it's a section that I want to do on the podcast every week, then I think we'll be okay. I think we will be okay. And I think we'll be uh, having fun talking about JoJo next week so what i'm going to do is i'm going to re-watch the first couple of episodes that i watched i'm going to try and watch at least five episodes by the time the next podcast rolls around because i want to have a good chunk of material to talk about um and then if you guys have other suggestions of 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 anime shows that i should be watching or even just tv shows i am so behind on anything good television wise um that I should be watching then please let me know because I love to talk about this stuff uh, and being able to discuss it here on the podcast with you guys would be absolutely fantastically cool um, speaking of cool has anyone heard that The Last of Us is getting its own TV show we have had the rumors for years about a Last of Us movie along with the Halo movie and all those other rumors of epic video game movies and finally here we get an announcement of the last of us getting a show and it's coming from hbo um so potentially this is good potentially this is uh this is good i'm gonna read a little excerpt here from uh, a kotaku article um that says craig matson right behind the wonderful miniseries chernobyl which i have not watched is apparently teaming up with The Last of Us game director Neil Druckmann to adapt the PlayStation zombie thriller into a TV show. According to The Hollywood Reporter, the series will focus on the events of the first game, though The Hollywood Reporter writes that there's the possibility of additional content based on the forthcoming game sequel, The Last of Us Part 2. The project is set to be a collaboration between HBO, Sony Pictures Television, and PlayStation Productions. Caroline Strauss, former president of HBO, and Evan Wells, president of Naughty Dog, will be producing. Um, from the first time I sat down with Craig, I was equally blown away by his approach to narrative and his love and deep understanding of The Last of Us, Druckmann told The Hollywood Reporter in a statement. Matson also praised Druckmann, calling him the finest storyteller working in the video game medium and referring to The Last of Us as Druckmann's magnum opus. Despite it being a collaborative effort between hundreds of programmers, designers, artists, and actors. Um, Matson seems like a good fit for the adaptive given the grim, suspenseful mood Chernobyl shares with The Last of Us. It'll also be the first video game series has gotten the prestige television treatment. So that's pretty cool. No timeline was shared for when the show would start filming or be released. A movie adaptation of the Naughty Dog series Uncharted, meanwhile, is set to come out next March after years of production turmoil. That I didn't know. I knew there was rumors of an uncharted uh movie but i didn't know that was actually in production wow okay crazy but yeah guys a last of us tv show from hbo and the um writer of chernobyl which apparently was an amazing show which is something that i do really need to 
watched, you know, something so I talked about here that I haven't been away from the television shows for a long time and I am way behind on anything that might be good. Chernobyl is one of those. Um, so that sounds really cool. But people are already speculating on who they want to play Joel and Ellie. And, and I mean, this is kind of unsurprising, but Hugh Jackman has been touted as being um, Joel. Now, Hugh Jackman would probably be good as Joel. He looks like the character, let's be honest. He does. He does look like the character. But we've also got um, Nikolai Costa-Waldu, who played Jamie Lannister in Game of Thrones, has been th- his name has been thrown into the ring of names that are currently cropping up on the internet to play Joel. And I would be cool with that. I think the guy is a fantastic actor. I think he's got he's got the look. He could do the voice. Um, but, you know, the best person that could possibly do the voice would be Troy Baker. Now, Troy, how would you feel about doing a live-action version of The Last of Us? Do you think you'd be down for that? I, I, I think you could pull it off, dude. You, got, you, you are the voice of Joel. I, I, I don't see why you wouldn't be able to do it. That would be pretty cool. Um, with Ellie, there was someone, I can't remember what her name was now, Karen Dalver or something like that. I'm not sure I've heard of her before. Um, I don't know. I don't have anyone particularly in mind for Ellie. Um, other than Ellen Page, maybe. Um, Ellen Page could maybe be good as Ellie, but maybe a slightly younger version of Ellen Page. I don't really know. But uh, yeah, this is something that really interests me. Now, The Last of Us is a video game that I have played and dabbled with a few times, but I have never actually finished the game. So my intention after this news, and obviously The Last of Us Part 2 coming, is to do some bonus Last of Us streams on the Twitch channel. I'm going to do a full playthrough of this game. I want to get to know it inside out. I want to know its lore. I want to know its story. I want to hear the story beats. Although I am not looking forward to playing through the first section of the game again. I know it's an old game, but I'm not going to spoil anything. But if you know what I'm talking about, I'm going to fucking cry. I'm going to cry. Okay? It's just... Yeah. But I am planning on playing this game through. Um, so we'll be doing that at some point on the Twitch channel. I'm also going to be testing the Switch to see if I can get some Pokemon streams on the go. Um... All in between the Fallout 76 streams. And we'll also be looking at uh, Fallout New Vegas, Skyrim, Fallout 4, and then modding and everything like that as well. There's a lot of stuff that I want to do and a lot of stuff that I have in my heart and my mind and in contention for the stream just to see where we'll go with it. Um, but yeah, there is, a, there is a lot of things that I want to do. There are a lot of games that I really do want to play. Maybe some of those I, I, I will keep to myself so that I don't have to feel like I have to stream every second of them. But with The Last of Us, I will be doing it all on stream. All on stream. It's going to be, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. All right, guys. We are around 30, 32 minutes now, which is the regular length of the podcast. Uh, So I think for this week, we're going to leave it there. I want to thank each and every one of you for taking a listen to this podcast. You're all beautiful, wonderful human beings. Um, We'll be back 
next week. And we'll be back next week with the JoJo talk. Uh, and any interesting news and, and, and tidbits that I come across throughout this week. Guys, thank you very much for listening. Stay safe, wash your hands, and I will see you all, and you'll hear me next week, guys. Goodbye.